Today I spoke with Tannis in our second episode of the R1 Reflection series. The highest yield points from this episode are the must prep questions for Carm's interviews, the best tips for impressing at your interviews, the most important skills early in residency, including relationship building, learning names, and promoting wellness, and finally, to avoid being too hard on yourself when you make mistakes early in residency. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to our fifth episode. I'm joined here by Tannis Worthy, Dr. Worthy, uh, my good friend from medical school and a current PGY1 at the McMaster Orthopedics Program. Uh, Tannis was one of the most impressive medical students that I had encountered, and I, I've heard from multiple sources that she is killing it in residency. So welcome, Tannis. <laughs> Thank you. You're too kind. Um, I don't know if I deserve all of that, but uh, hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll work or live up to it. Glad to have you on and have your, your wisdom in regards to the CARMS process. All of us are going through interviews right now. So just starting out generally, how do you remember preparing for your CARMS interviews? I, I think the big thing is practice and repetition. And the other thing is having a format for how you answer questions, no matter how they're given to you. Uh, both of those are going to serve you well. And so you're not uh, unprepared for what comes. And with that, um, knowing that there's questions that you're going to be asked multiple times, it's good to have an answer to it, a set answer, um, or general ideas that you want to talk about. It's good to practice them, knowing that you're going to come off sounding as rehearsed at some point, because you're going to say things so frequently. And for that, I'm talking about the ones you probably know the questions. It's the tell me about yourself. Uh, why do you want this specialty and why do you want this program? And I think every single program uh, and every single specialty is going to ask you that no matter, no matter where you're going, where you're being asked. Uh, and they're going to come in different forms as well. So they're not a, always as blunt as that, but you have a lot of questions that are going to be disguised as that. So have really good answers to those. And then practice just random questions. And so I think for me, the big thing when I was preparing interviews, it was with friends, getting a list of questions, making up questions, asking them whether they're silly ones that really have no bearing on anything or more serious ones where they're clinical based, situational based, uh, and just having a random assortment of questions thrown at you gets you into the practice of being able to respond to anything and have practice thinking on your feet. And I think that was some of the biggest thing that helped me in terms of questions overall and, and how to have a response for anything. I, I think we can all remember a time where we were asked a question and internally, damn, I don't have an answer for that. And maybe higher yield for us to discuss in depth is those first bucket of questions. Um, you know, those questions like, tell me about yourself or why orthopedics? Do you have any tips for how we can approach those questions? Uh, the big thing is to be genuine to yourself. It's something you want your personality to come through. And if you're not genuine, it shows as well. The programs are looking for people who fit well into it. And whether or not that's you is a different situation, but you're also interviewing the programs. You want to find somewhere where you fit well. Mm -hmm. And so by being true to your answers, you're finding people who are looking at you and saying, hey, that's a person I want. But if you're not fitting in, is there a reason for that, right? Is this, uh, maybe there's another program that's better suited. And I think no matter where you're going, every program has, it has a fantastic program. And it's more so uh, the vibe, the location, a lot of the other peripheral things that make a huge difference for how you come across and, and how you might fit into the program. 
yeah, obviously a lot tougher to assess this year with the virtual format, but is there any other general advice that you have for applicants going through the virtual interview process this year? Uh, uh, definitely take the time to reach out to residents from that program or staff from that program, get an idea of what it's like. Uh, I know it's passed at this point, but there's a lot of the interview sessions. So um, taking from that, how how was the atmosphere? How was it uh, with staff interacting with residents, residents interacting with residents? And what was the feeling you were getting from that? And and it's really, could you see yourself there? Also researching the program. What are the highlights? What are they most proud about? What are they show, showcasing about themselves? Because uh, that's going to give an idea. Are those some of the same values or interests that you have there? And finally, uh, it's always good to know who who are the important people, right? Uh, who is it that's going to probably be talking to you? Uh, so there's a lot of sites highlight who their faculty are um, and some as well as the residents and highlight them. So uh, take a look and get to know who you're going to be talking to or who you might be talking to, because all of those will help you get an idea of what the program's like, who's involved in the program, and give you that feel and that sense of if, if this is the right program for you. Awesome. Yeah. And I remember you previously mentioning that the social events were a good time for gathering that kind of information. So thanks for that. I, I want to shift the discussion towards talking about the jump from being a senior medical student to a PGY-1. So for you, what skills or meta skills were the most important that you picked up early in residency? I think some of those the soft skills, the, the social skills played a big role because it's being able to interact effectively with, with your colleagues and coworkers. And so getting to know the nurses you're working with, getting to know, you know, physiotherapists or, or co-residents, the staff, all of those relationship building is key to ensuring things run smoothly later on. Make sure you know people's names. That's always a good skill to have. Uh, and then that way, when you get into uh, a situation where you need help, it's a lot easier to find someone to be able to help you and ask for that help if you have that personal relationship. So I found those skills have helped me quite a bit earlier on. And and the other thing is creating a little bit of that balance. So making sure you you have that balance of time of doing all this clinical work, but bringing in time for being able to study afterwards and building in time for that, making sure you're reading around cases, knowing what you're doing the next day and being aware of what's going on around you. But then also taking that little bit of time for yourself so that you you're, you stay well throughout your residency. It's a, it's a long residency. It's five-year program. And so if you're burning out in the first couple of months, uh, it's not going to fare well for you overall. Like, can you walk me through, you know, what some of your new responsibilities are as a resident? Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's something as medical students, hard to realize how much responsibility you might have. And suddenly you might be the only person there that that's taking care of a situation. So really with that, being able to be resourceful, I found is the biggest, or one of the biggest skills that you can, you can bring and not necessarily knowing the answer to the problem, but how can I find uh, the answer to the problem and how can I solve this problem? And so even though it feels like you're alone, it's it's being able to use the other resources to be able to, to find that answer and deal with it. Uh, with the step in, up in responsibility, now it's not a singular focus what your job is. You're now saying, how can I best take care of my patients who are on the ward? How can I best take care of my patients who are gonna be in the operating room today? or in the clinic today, dealing with those all at once and realizing that the job doesn't often stop when you go home and you're often thinking about, did I do the right thing today? And reflecting on what you did and, and seeing how you can in, improve for the future. And I think 
that was kind of part of the big jump uh, in the responsibility is is taking on that burden as well and and knowing that it's kind of an ongoing burden that you have overall and and using that to make yourself better and make your patient care better. Um, can you tell me a bit about a problem or a situation where you had to be resourceful or you had to use problem solving or uh, a situation where you reflected? And now I'm realizing this sounds like a Carm's interview question, but I, I'm just curious about like the true nuts and bolts. Like what are these problems or the situations that you are using to grow? I, I think it's the day-to-day little things. It's like, oh, we don't have a Thomas splint. What can we use instead? What's my knowledge of mechanics can help me bring up a way that I, I can do it. So whether it's that or other tools that you don't have and you can instead or, uh, you know, this is something I haven't come across before. So, you know, everyone can check up to date or ortho bullets or whatever it might be to get an idea, but knowing that overall the decision you make might influence this patient. Uh, you always have senior residents there. Like the, the great thing about this program here is you can always send a message to the senior residents. Doesn't matter if they're uh, backing you on call or if they're uh, not working or not even at your site, you can send messages and you can get, you can get help from people if you don't want to go directly to staff. And the staff are also very receptive and realize, you know, you're an R1, you're not going to know everything. Uh, so it, it's realizing that it's okay to ask for help and to get yourself out of the situation and recognizing when you're in a situation saying, okay, I've never done a, a cut down before uh, for this patient with neck fash. How can I make sure that I'm doing it correct for this patient? And who can I ask to help me do this? Right. So I think all those things come like every single day you're facing challenges that, you know, they don't become memorable in a way because this is your job. You, you get stuck, you get set up in a situation and you have to figure out how to solve it. And, and that is your entire job, right? It's, it doesn't become a once or twice occurrence. That's what you're doing. Yeah. It was awesome. I saw you in the emerge the other day and you were teaching senior medical students. Uh, it was amazing because a year ago it was this, you, you were on the receiving end of that, but now you're, you're doing reductions solo. You're telling med students to get Webrel and plaster and you're the one in charge. So it's really impressive to see, frankly. I, I like that you brought up uh, your relationship with some of your seniors, because I think that's the most effective way to learn, you know, em- emulate and try to learn from your superiors. Are there any of your uh, senior residents that have qualities or do things that you are trying to emulate or you think will make you a better surgeon? Yeah, I think all of my seniors have, have qualities uh, and, you know, they're all very different, but I think they all have qualities that I, I look up to and admire in different ways. And I've been very fortunate to have um, some, some very good seniors teaching me. And I think some of the biggest things that I realize is those who are, are competent and capable and have the respect of their staff and their peers, as well as, you know, anyone they work with, that's the kind of resident I want to be. I want to get to that point where, you know, you can, you can trust Tannis, you know, that she's doing what she's doing. Right. And they all go hand in hand in having that confidence in yourself, but inspiring that confidence in others that they can have that confidence in you that you know what you're doing. Um, I think that's the kind of resident you want to be. And I've been very lucky to have uh, a lot of role models. of my senior residents who, who emulate that. Yeah. Do you think that there's any, anything that leads to them inspiring that confidence? I, I think it's something where it's like, you have to be confident in your knowledge and confident in your problem solving and, and confident in your decision-making and then, and then prove that with your actions. Um, and so 
so that if you show it time and time again in front of other people, then they can trust if it's just you there that you're doing the same thing. You know, if you could talk to Tannis from a year ago, um, med student Tannis, what advice would you have? I think the big thing is just uh, recognize that it's it's a long residency, and but it's a short at the same time. You only have so much time to learn stuff. Um, so it's getting organized from the get-go. The more organized you are, the more efficient you can be. Like you said, it's it's getting some of those resources prepared. What are my go-to resources? Making sure that I'm reading around cases and being prepared for the next day. And all these are little things that that if you start early on, that when it matters that, uh, that you already have those habits in place. Thinking of myself coming in, it wasn't that long ago. And so I know I was eager. Uh, I want to try everything. I still want to try everything, get involved, everything, but it's, uh, it's making sure it's balancing that with, uh, knowing, okay, I've got to take some time off because if I'm in the hospital all the time, I'm not taking that time to study and read around. And so making sure I'm balancing those clinical responsibilities and desire to be in the hospital, help and do stuff with, you have expectations of research and, and prepared in other ways. Right. And so if you don't take the time for those, that's going to take away later on as well. Related to that. I do want to talk a bit about, uh, tough times. I'm learning from current R1s that a lot of them have had moments where they really struggled and just generally like felt, felt that things were very, very difficult. And uh, this was sometimes uh, unexpected. Did you ever have an experience like this? And what coping strategies have you developed to, uh, to develop that resiliency? Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of in two parts here. I, I don't think I've ever doubted the choice I made for orthopedics. I've enjoyed so much of it. But that being said, like there's been days that are tough, but looking at, back on it, it hasn't been a tough time so far. I think that's partly because I'm hard on myself in a few ways uh, where I get some of those. So there'd be times like, I'd be like, oh, Tannis, why did you do this? You, you really should bet on this one. And you feel that you've let down your staff or your seniors or whatever it might be. And I feel like I've let myself down by whether it's not being able to do a skill in the OR or, or not having some of that knowledge ready. But it's interesting because like, I remember one time I felt like it was just a terrible day in the OR. I wasn't doing anything right that I've been able to do previously. It just wasn't really working out for me. And, and I had comments like, oh, Tannis, come on, you, you got to be able to do this, right? And so I'm like, oh, I've really disappointed the staff. But then a week later, it kind of came up. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm glad I'm doing better today. Last week, I really sucked. And staff had no recollection of it. It did, didn't even register for them. So it's something I think where you get so hard on yourself sometimes that you don't realize that you might be the only one realizing that. And so it's really taking that step back to say, am I just getting in my own head? Uh, let's be realistic about the situation, right? Are the problems the same in the morning as they are when you're like thinking about them going to sleep uh, or do you get a new perspective? And so I think it's important to get some of those other perspectives and understand that you're only human, you're going to make mistakes. And it's really just making sure that you learn from them and realize that you're just an R1. And like the staff said, like, we're not expecting you to be able to do some of this stuff. You're an R1. If you could do this already, you wouldn't need this residency. And it's hard because I feel like there's a lot of type A people who, who want the best for themselves and want to be the best. And I think that's a great goal to strive towards, um, but realize that you can't achieve perfection in a day. And, and so I think that's some of the big things is, uh, and where some of that resiliency can come from is, is realizing that you're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn from them, but you got to be able to brush them off as well. Awesome. That is 
an unbelievable answer. Uh, thank you for that level of insight. Before we head off, is there anything else that you want to say to all the senior medical students out there? No, I mean, you guys have been through a long road to get here so far <laughs> and it's not over yet. There's uh, still a lot of learning, but I think it's a lot of fun too. Like it, it's a grind, but I think um, it's often very much worth it. And there's a lot of rewarding experiences both in and out of the hospital during this time. And so I've been very grateful for the opportunity and I, I look forward for all of you to the opportunities that you get um, once you kind of move on to this next stage and, and I'm excited for, for the possibilities for all of you guys. Awesome. Yeah. So Dr. Worthy, water polo expert, bike ball enthusiast, future uh, ortho god. Thank you very much for your time. It was an awesome chat. Oh, it's been fantastic. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and you're, you're doing good work here. So, uh, you know, I've never met someone who's been so kind and asked such genuine questions and genuinely cares about, um, you know, when someone answers these questions as well. So you're a very thoughtful individual and I've appreciated taking the time to, to talk to you and uh, you're going to do fantastic. So thanks. Yeah. I hope to have you on again sometime in the future for sure. Thanks.